Good, okay, welcome back to uh, our episode 15 of CC Talks, and uh, we're in, uh, well, we're back to our, our usual haunt of the uh, of the pub, so we've Guinness in hand, and uh, Chelsea's on a um, uh, cranberry juice, and uh, we'll better just check everybody's here and present and correct, so we'll do our normal register. So we've got Miss Burns. Here, sir. And uh, Mr. Smith. Yes, sir. Mr. Powell. Sir. Good job. And we're all here, present and correct. So, uh, good. Well, we've, uh, again, hectic week, a lot of football still going on. And um, we've got a lot of sports still going on. But we've got today focusing on AI, artificial intelligence in the football world. And why, and looking at how the other top European leagues obviously could take a, 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 a lesson from the, you know, the Premier League and how it's all structured. So, Jack, I know he's going to come on and talk about that uh, as we go through the podcast. Great. So we're mentioning uh, obviously about the Premier League and its uh, its um, monopoly in, in, within the uh, European leagues. And um, there's a quote here from uh, the U.S. economist Walter Neal. Everyone knows him. Um, pure monopoly is a disaster. Pure monopoly. It's a disaster if you don't get if you don't get Park Lane or Mayfair. It's a disaster. <laughs> I always get Old Kent Road. No, my tactic is the pinks. Is it? I win every single time with Gee, the pinks yeah. because there's an advanced department card. <laughs> Ah, okay, yeah. I, I, I played last time and everybody else had houses, houses and hotels. Cheap hotels on them. Yeah. I mean, this is really off the subject of the Premier League, but... Sorry, Jack, pull us back on. Pull <laughs> yeah, us back, pull on, back on, Come on. What is it then? So, basically, um, Chelsea did some research on this as well after after we made a brief comment about there not being that many teams at the top of every league except the Premier League, who have got six teams that you'd argue were battling it out for the European places. Whereas there's other teams in the French league, PSG, they're clearly at the top. Juventus yeah. and Serie A, they're clearly at the top. But there's there's been a lot of talk around the U, the European Super League and which teams will get in. And uh, what what did the guy at Juventus say, Chelsea? Agnelli. Yeah, Mr. Agnelli, Agnelli family. <clears throat> they also have Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I think the idea is essentially that they want to have. Um, a European competition which is similar to um, the the soccer league so as opposed to the Premier League which is obviously open so there's promotion and relegation which allows teams who are in the lower leagues the chance to come up and possibly win the Premier League as um, Leicester did mm. a couple of years ago it's essentially closed so it's just the top teams that would be consistently playing against each other yeah so like the franchise model in America yeah yeah which uh, which means that I think is is it there to it allows it allows owners to basically invest in their clubs and know that they you know are going to get obviously the opportunity to get a return on that investment without getting relegated, um, but it's uh, yeah but then it, it it lacks that element of of competition, and um, you know they're proposing the same thing in, in in rugby. It's just to allow more more money to come into the sports. Now, obviously, Premier League have got it right. Um, it's the other European clubs and, uh, and 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 leaves. And so, where's it been left? What's uh, what's the? We're looking at uh, when are the decisions going to be made? Well, the decisions were being made. After, if I remember rightly from previous podcasts, they were calling some form of meeting in June this year. I think. Mm. Um, so decisions will be made then. But I I can't see how it would be successful at the beginning with it being quite damaging to other teams in the leagues. Um, other teams in places like Italy and France might actually enjoy it because it might mean that there's actually a bit of competition for who's going to win that league instead of it being the same people. But it could be highly detrimental to the Premier League who actually does have a bit of competition year on year. 
There'll be a mix of uh, European leaders who were for and against it. Obviously, the main one who's actually for it is at Juventus, Agnelli. Um, he's been pushing for it for for a while. Um, with it being with it being put towards the the judges' vote soon, it could it could be, it could be tighter than it has been in the past. Uh, James, you said Ed Woodward's keeping an open mind. Yep. And who wouldn't if you were Manchester United? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've got to keep... Might not get in. Right? You see, might not get in the 14. Ooh. I mean... Well, who would you have in the 14? Mm. Here we go. I mean, the Good 14, you, the, the big two for you... So you'd need PSG from France. They'd be the only one. You'd argue Juventus would be the only one from Italy. Although there's, you know, clubs like Milan that have got a rich... Yeah, European they've got a rich European cup. pedigree, but they're not very good at the minute. Barcelona, Madrid and Atletico, there's five. Premier League, you'd think... City, Liverpool, Spurs and Chelsea. So there's nine. Arsenal. Arsenal, that's ten. Who would where else do they come from? Who who else performs well year on year? Portuguese clubs. Yeah. Sport and Lisbon. And Benfica. Benfica. That's that's I mean Porto have Porto have won it most recently yeah, yeah. any of the Portuguese. Got a sniff now and then. So under Mourinho. There's about thirteen. Later. Later in the podcast. Oh, we haven't even mentioned Dortmund or Munich yet. I know. So that's that's fifteen clubs right there, and Man United haven't been mentioned. Yeah. So th- th- it could be could be funny. Well, it, it, it <laughs> just it, I mean, it just shows how their difficulties. You know, Europe is just moving away from them, and it you know it becomes I don't know whether it's cyclical or or what, but you know they are. I mean, that's one test, isn't it? You know, performance on the pitch in their respective leagues. Mm. But, Man United, uh, along with Real Madrid and Barcelona, are always seen as the richest football club and Ajax in the world. Haven't been mentioned as well. I know. And after their performance so, this year, yeah. So See, yeah, how do you how do you you know allow clubs like Ajax to demonstrate the quality of their young squad? You'd still, I think, if you were to have the European Super League, I think to benefit the teams that were left in the domestic leagues, I think you'd still have to have some form of Europa Cup. That's how they would demonstrate their European pedigree without then, being in the uh, Super League. And, 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 and the winner <coughs> of that goes in next year? Winner of that goes in with the, whoever finishes bottom of the Super League drops out into respective domestic league and it would have to be worked out. Mm. So one league you might only end up playing 30 games a season but the next team, if say I don't know, say Arsenal drop out and Ajax go in, so what seems, you'd end up playing So if, if you think about Spain, um, you know, you can choose any. I mean, maybe Italy's a better example. Yeah. You know, what If Juventus are in, mm. what's the incentive for Milan, for Inter, for Roma, you know, to to actually go out and, and try and win their, you know, their domestic leagues? Because well, the part will be the same as always, it'll be money. Yeah. Regardless of how, how much you take away for this European Super League, there'll still always be money, but still have, still want to be the most popular team in Italy if possible. Which you'd argue Juventus probably are one of one of, if not the most popular team in Italy now. But if you took them away, so it to might the be Super not League. the top place. But it's the. I mean, if you think about if you think about England and the Premier League, yeah, the the big push. Okay, you want to be champions. In Christ, we yeah. end up with Everton win the uh, league. But but then you know who would you then want to be? You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
know. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I'm still against it. I'd prefer us to finish mid-table and have the normal domestic leagues than have this European Super League. <clears> but, yeah, Newcastle might be in with more of a shout. You yeah, know. Might finish in those European places that don't count anymore after this, but it would be nice. Bring back the Intertoto for Newcastle. Uh, we were always successful in that cup. You, you were very good. <laughs> yes. It was excellent. It's like the League Cup of Europe, really, wasn't it? Is. it? Yeah. The, well, the except well, always win. Yeah, along with the title. Yeah. yeah, but you know. Okay, now Jack, you've been uh, looking at the artificial intelligence that she's been uh, utilizing football, amongst other things. So uh, you've written a paper on this. So yeah, fill us in. It's yeah, interesting. I've been uh, writing a paper about AI and the future of sport, in particular football, and the main points which have arisen are transfers, tactics, referees, and fan involvement. So I'll do a brief bit on all of them, but transfers Great. is the first bit. Uh-huh. Um, transfers, it, it's linked to the technology that is linked to, linked to the quant. Um, James, what you, you don't actually agree with me when I'm saying to this day that it's that it could class as AI. No, we we were talking about this. We we're trying to work out because AI is there to mimic what human intelligence does. So artificial intelligence mimics what human intelligence does. I think our arguments. I think Chelsea. Chelsea and I are on the same side of the fence on this one. Shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is that actually what Quant does is it does more than mimic. It actually improves something that the humans currently do. So if you were talking about transfers in, in, the, you know, in terms of trying to identify a great player or the best player in, in a particular position, the, the Quant work that we do, we think, you know, objectively measures it. Yeah. Okay, now you could argue that well, you've, in order to measure it, there's got to be some sort of human, yeah, you, know, part, you know, element to that, in in terms of you know providing the figures. The question is whether the scale is is a measurement of what you've got to try and achieve through AI. So have you got to mimic and get as good as what we think a human can do, or whether you can improve what a human does? It's got to be. I suppose you could argue, although Chelsea would probably disagree with this, that it's got to be the latter because what's the point in having AI? Although you could also argue that, well, the point of having AI is that you can limit human nuances that you get where because humans get distracted. Whereas you know that's why we've got robots, you know, building cars rather than humans. One to save costs, but two because they they do you know create you know less problems, less mistakes. I think on the flip side of that though, yeah, part of it is to remove the human error, but then the other part of it is to remove humans having to commit their time to the menial tasks, mm. and be able to kind of farm them off and give more time for them to be able to, you know, what they specialise in, they can, they can work their time a lot, and things that actually require the human element to them, the AI, at the moment in time, I'm not saying at some point in the future it might not, it might, might be the case that they have the human element, they can teach that, but at the moment they can't. So farm off the menial tasks and give people more time to put their time into things that they specialise in and we need the human element for. I think you're right with needing the human element. But I think if you're talking about bringing it back to quant, the human element isn't what the quant machine itself would do. The human element is analysing what it outputs at the end. So you're, you're taking away the, me- the, the, the menial tasks, the menial of, yeah. tasks of... Could a human do the task? Yes, probably. Would it take God knows how much longer? Well, it would. But that's the whole point in the AI. It takes away the menial task of having to sit with all the numbers and going through it and coming out with this figure. That takes that away. So does it do what a human can already do and replace it and do it quicker? Yes. Does it do it better? 
Well, it um, would it do it better than somebody who could sit there with the numbers? No, but it does do it better in the fact that it does it do it quicker, quicker. Not quicker. Yeah. yeah, and it takes away subjectivity. I know you're saying the hypothetically the a human, a, well, hypothetically human, yeah, could just sit there and assess the numbers. But can it? Can a human completely put their subjectivity to the side? We don't know because the whole point is that AI does it for them. I think but AI couldn't do your algorithms, could it? You couldn't create, you couldn't create your algorithm. Well, the, could the, that's where you've got this issue of, of you know, rationality and bounded rationality in, in, you know, in things like economics, because you know, rational, rational economics you know, believes that humans are rational in making decisions. But in order to be rational, you've got to be able to take account of everything mm. that could influence that decision. Mm. And so bounded rationality says, well, you know, humans aren't capable of doing that. So they, they sort of intuitively think certain things or you know, because of the way that they've, they've been brought up or their, their surroundings or their circumstances yeah. makes, you know, makes them think in a particular way. And then they just add in the big bits that change with you know, whatever decision they've got to, they've got to make. Mm. So you know, the question is whether it's a computer that's able to become more rational than a human being, and that's simply because it's able to compute better um, or you know, is that AI, or is that just a computer, you know, being able yeah, to efficient. yeah, efficient, just being more efficient than a human? Hmm. It's a it's a question, but if you bring it back to how it's involved with football, yes, we lost, we've yeah, lost we did it. lost point. Yeah. We went off the because yeah, well, it does it does it does apply to different sectors, doesn't it? Something in the yeah. in the design or the construction or the uh, uh, um, assembly of vehicles or driving driverless cars. These are different different skills, different you know, different inputs. Football is a, you know, uh, as we know with the quant, it's a, it's a, an ever changing. Now, of course, you know, there's obviously events ever changing in, in many ways. Maybe not on a production line so much because you're putting the same screw into the same hole into the same vehicle. Um, but on football, it's ever changing. So, your AI is going to be limited to a certain element, a certain sector of the football, is it not? I think so, so. How how does it, you know? So you, you talk about fan engagement, yeah, fan tactics. involvement, yeah. We all think of AI as being the sort of the virtual reality you know, headset. So, you know, you know, Liverpool. I think Peter Moores has been, you know, in 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 the media earlier this week talking about the fact that there's 150,000 people looking for however many. Yeah, they're applying uh, for about every for every 10,000 tickets that are available. There's about 150,000 people applying for the tickets. Yeah. So you can't get into Anfield. So you know, there's this idea that you're going to have some sort of VR headset mm-hmm. on, and you hey. can you know. Ear, you know, earphones, and and you can you know you so can imagine yeah. that you're there. Well, so is is that imagine. AI, and 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 what does that you know that's mimicking a potential human experience, isn't it? But yeah, so but, the but how how does that fit with what we were talking about about you know AI improving decision making? Are, are they are they on the same scale, I, or I, is it? Different? I don't think it links in with decision making, but I think it just links in with just general fan involvement with the sport. It's more about the perception of it. It, it essentially, it, as Steve was saying earlier, there's only so big a stadium can get. There's only so much you can do to get in as many people as possible, and there's a limit. But if you want fans to be involved, to be engaged with the sport, brings in money, brings it brings in. I think, I think our argument is that that's not artificial intelligence yeah, at all. That's virtual. That's, that's, that's a virtual technology. Reality. It's that's technology. technology. It's yeah. technology. Yeah. So it's the advantage. No, no, but no. Yeah, I know. That, I know. Yeah. But you've you've put this in because that's that's how it's getting bracketed. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is it's getting framed. AI it's seems your... to be any forward-thinking technology. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's bracketed, and with 
with Peter Moores, I think it yeah. was at Liverpool, he's kind of bracketed as this with a, basically in a way of what could potentially be the, the, new, the new money earner. I don't know how they'd do it because obviously it couldn't be free. So it'd be like, oh, you, you pay the same as a season ticket, say, and you get a VR headset that plays every game live through the headset. Yeah. And it's a lot of money that can be it'll brought be, it'll in. Be, it'll yeah. be pay-per-view. It'll be, it'll be the same sort of thing as they do for pay-per-view events yeah. now. It'll just be, pay, you, know, you get your headset, you buy your headset, and you have opportunities, yeah, you whether it's whether it's you know Centre Court at Wimbledon or it's Ascot or, or next to NBA. It'll be, it'll be allowing to be able to sit there Instead of watching on television, you you actually get in there into the whole fan experience. I agree I that suspect. it's not the same as well. The, well, it's mimicking the it's, it's mimicking a, a human experience, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than mimicking a you know a process. Yeah, what it, what a human would do from a process point of view. The tactics is then again similar to the transfers. Yeah, and that's kind of one side of what you could argue is the AI compared to the other side, which is just exciting technology. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. But the future in football. And what about referees? Well, they've started with referees. They started with goal line technology. Now they've started with VAR. Because you'd love VAR. So if you, if yeah, you, I mean, I'm, I'm, you, obviously, I'm a big fan of VAR. I'm a big fan of slowing down the game and, you know, making it really boring and taking a, you know, taking Just away, like watching Newcastle. Yeah, yeah just well, like I'm watching Newcastle, time. slowing um, it down or watching something yeah. last Did night anybody tell them that actually VAR's <laughs> next season? So, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's dreadful. I mean, you watch you watch back the games from let's say the let's say the twenty eighteen World Cup decisions decisions that should have been made that referees couldn't see, like say penalty decisions were getting made. Yeah, okay, they were the correct decision at the end of the day. But at the at the same point, why should why do you have to why do you have to take away the the exciting aspect of football, which is, is the referee going to get it right? Okay, well, here's a question then. So, do you ever envisage in the future we will have robots refereeing? <laughs> well, I, no, I te- mean, technology is advancing at such a stage. Yeah, there's, there's, and you there's take out the emotion. So, so Mourinho can't complain about the referee always giving penalties to somebody else. If, a, if a robot you, is, they have to be quicker because they yeah. never keep up with yeah, it. They, yeah, it's, it's, it's advancing. It's and advancing. You've got to have numerous that were linked. Yeah, then you yeah. you take away the the in depth rules of football. It's not. It isn't as simple as oh that tackles a foul and that tackles not. So how do you teach a robot what Chelsea and James were saying before? How do you teach the robot the bit that we do actually need the human aspect for? Which is. Well, the subjectiveness of was that tackle in comparison to that tackle, which is an inch higher or lower, which one's the foul, which one's not? Well, How do you teach a robot all of the... Well, the input of, of the data. I mean, I presume you, you either you know, put, in, m- put in enough data... Well, the, well, I think the point you're making is that it's, ha- it's, it's contemporaneous. It's happening yeah. at that time, yeah. isn't it? It happens. So, so, okay. I mean, you, you, you could have the, you know, millisecond data, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I think that's yeah. that's far in the could it happen? <coughs> Will it happen? Probably uh, at some stage. It'll probably get trialed sometime soon and yeah. fail. But I am obviously ever the optimist. You tell that to all the designers in the with, robot. Yeah, with, with regards to referees, but it it does it takes away the excitement. So we'll see next season in the Premier League. You think you think that AI with regards to the tactics and the play transfers, it's good. But then yeah. you think with regards to refereeing, it's bad. I think it's good with transfers and tactics because it's completely different to the referees. The referees is, it, when it's behind closed doors and it is basically the business side of football, the, the tactics and the, the transfers where you're sitting in a room or whoever's making the decisions has time to put it to a computer and 
that's that's essentially from a fan side of view. That's a boring side of football. Mm. They're only interested in who the people sign, who they sell, and what happens on the pitch. But and surely, as a fan, you want the person to be signed to be because they are the best. They contribute the most to the game in the position that they're in. Yes, that's the quant. Exactly. So, I, well, my point is, is if that's something that you would want as a fan, why would you not, as a fan, want AI to be able to determine whether or not that tackle is going to result in a person you support being sent off the pitch? I don't think it'll work. I, I, I think what's interesting is that. There's almost a distinction here, and you've just applied it again, I think, between experience and intelligence. Yeah. And there's this sort of... Because your, your big gripe about VAR is the fan experience. And that it makes... If you take the fan experience away, you, you turn it into... Look at, like, how long an NFL game plays. Yeah. There's four but quarters, but, but that's, and that's, that's that's four a, hours for a game that's, that's from a fan's perspective. Yeah. It's a fan experience. It's yeah. not the intelligence of mm. getting that decision right. Mm. They will they will be able to get the decisions right. I'm yes. not saying that they no, will. No, no, you said that. But I, I, yeah. it's more just a case of it slows the game down. Yeah. It, takes away, it takes away an element of the excitement that is in every game of... Was that was that a penalty? It, you know, is, is, it, is that, is that historical ruin, though? Is, is, it will ruin know. match of the day because I mean, there's no talking points if the ref gets that's everything true. right, and yeah. then with, with, that's my yeah. Saturday night gone. Yeah, so, well, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Sunday night, for that yeah, matter. Now exactly. we play all weekend, but yeah. it's for a, a fan from a fan's perspective, it it takes away part of the game. As I mean, especially with obviously uh, James. I'm surprised you're not backing me here after City went out. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, but, well, know. I know, I know. Yeah, but after, after Sterling's goal got disallowed yeah, against Tottenham, you know, no, I get, I get that. But, with his handballs, but, but but you want to. I mean, you know, this is such. It, it, it's so important to fans, and it's so important from a business perspective. You know, football now that you know if if you if you lose a lot of money or you lose a big game as a result of a bad decision. Surely it's better to have a good decision. We're going to end up in Brexit in a minute. I'm, I'm, but, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, but yeah, well, surely it's better okay. to have a good decision, even if it takes 10, 15, 30 seconds to, okay, so to make it. Going off that then, how did City go out? If it's all about the VAR and things getting it right, how was, how was it when it, went, when it should have gone back and it did would have gone back to the decisions about the robot or the computer will get it right? How did they not catch Laurenti's handball then? How, how yeah. is that decision well, not the well, right one? It, it would have caught it. It's just yeah, there's the it, subjectiveness. It, 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 well, it is. It is because there's yeah. still a subjective element to it. I think if you could remove that subjectivity, then 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 the and, then, then it becomes and then comes in the cycle of yeah. one handball, which is yeah. accidental from the human eye, as yeah. opposed to a robot just oh, hit his arm clearly yeah. handball penalty penalty yeah. free kick. It's I think there's a big there's a big difference between. The quant side with tactics and transfers to where you've the, got time to reflect, where you've got time to reflect, and you can really look and analyze it, as opposed to even inputting million, millions and millions of pieces of data. You, you need this. You, you're always going to need the human side of it, and even then, it still goes wrong. I, which I is think. The excitement. I think it's a great discussion. I think we'll we'll pick it up. Yeah, it's not going to. I mean, you know, you know, uh, on other on other days, but yes. when we'll all agree that that. That Jack was essentially wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were right. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Brian Club thing, isn't it? Yeah. Which, well, you know, you know, if somebody's got something to say, we talk about it for twenty minutes, and we all decide I was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that tends to be what happens in the office. No, 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 Jack. No, actually, I think you make some really good points. You make some really good points that we need to almost think about and then talk about 
you know, individually on, on future podcasts. Yeah. Because, you know, this time element is, is actually quite critical in determining whether the AI is going to work in football or, or not. And also, you know, some of the stuff that Peter Morse is talking about, I don't think is AI at all. Anyway. No, but it's happening. It's, yeah. it, it's coming. I mean, yeah. virtual reality and, and yeah. the headsets, they're, they're coming. Whether, you know, so uh, uh, it's going to be something that will progress, and uh, I'm sure we'll come up on a, on a future podcast. So, uh, great stuff. Right, we're coming on to the uh, topic of Mourinho Minute. So, uh, so this is where we discuss what Mr Mourinho has been doing in the news this week. And uh, quite often it goes longer than a minute, but uh, he's been making comments about uh, his old team, but more importantly, the uh, the manager there, Mr Solskjaer. What's he been saying, Chelsea? He's um, essentially implied um, that Solskjaer has become a puppet, um, saying that some of the players at the club have too much power. Hmm. Well, they may they may have, but uh, some of them may be going during the summer, if they yeah, have. That's I mean, true. Uh, from what we're hearing, there's going to be a few, few well, quite a few changes, so... Um, yeah, we'll watch the space. But uh, one of the interesting things is we just had a, a text in from uh, one of our Italian listeners, Mario, and just... Uh... He's not really called Mario. <laughs> he is called Mario. He can't be called Mario. He's called Mario. Okay. I think. Yeah, no, it's Mario in here. Um, but apparently Allegri's gone from Juventus. That was announced this morning. And um, we don't, one, we don't know where he's gone to, but I'm going to throw it open to the guys and girls to uh, discuss this because is there a, he's, he's asking, would Mourinho go back into... Oh, into Juventus. So, uh, Jack, what do you reckon, Jack? Don't, for Mario, this is for Mario. This is yours. Playing black and white, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it's a stretch from Newcastle to Juventus, it is a but bit. I'll take it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, would Mourinho be good at Juventus? I think it's. I think he'd be good at Juventus domestically. They've struggled to. I mean, they, they go pretty far in the Champions League over the past five years. But would he push them over the edge? Yeah, they've got Ronaldo. Then there's obviously the question hanging over of after Ronaldo and him were both in Madrid, are they still friends? Do they get on? Because Mourinho tends to fall out with players, Ronaldo tends to fall out or mm, almost managers. keep managers on strings like puppets. Nice, I'm on form today, which could be. I'm on form when I've been reading a lot of the a lot of the news articles about Juventus and transfers there's been a lot of articles that, that have stated oh, Ronaldo's pushed Ronaldo's put X Y and Z to Allegri Ronaldo's put X Y and Z to the bodies he's put a bit of pressure on about signing these types of players but so, do, Ronaldo uh, we, is is he really the man in charge? Well, I mean, well, that's it. That's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, why do we think Allegri's left? I don't. Mm. I don't know whether I've not seen anything since the news broke. You know, you know, I assume that he decided to to leave because he's probably gone as far as he can with the Juventus, and and I'm sure that he'll be snapped up by a big club in in Europe. I, I mean, think, we were speculating yeah. that you know maybe Pochettino could go to. Juve and, yeah, and, was, and swap with Allegri. Allegri would be great at, at Spurs. Yeah, I think he'd do well. The, the odds, the odds are from Allegri leaving that position in Juventus, the odds are in his favour of he'll probably go to a team that is as successful or a team that is up and coming. Like yeah. you said, Spurs build a new stadium. They're doing really, really well at the minute, performing well in Europe, obviously, in the Champions League final. And he'll want to he'll want to manage in the Premier League as well. There has to there has to come a point where you look at any any top manager. There's not many of them that have managed at the highest level in say the last ten, fifteen, twenty years that haven't at some point in their careers came to England to manage. How about this? Sorry, Jack, but 
how about PSG? PSG is always the it's it's probably the money maker for managers in the way that desperate to win the Champions League. Yeah. Before it becomes the European Super League. I'm not entirely sure Allegri's ever done that. I need to check mm. my history, but has he ever won the Champions League? He got them to the final. Yeah, but he never won it. Mm. And I need to double check. I, that, I need to double check whether he has, but off the top of my head, I don't think so. Um, PSG's the money maker for any manager. If he's good and the thing that could win a Champions League off the back of the manager coming in and sorting out whatever issues are clearly there, then they'd take him on and they'd pay him whatever because I don't think money's really an object. But would Allegri want to go from a league with next to no challenge domestically to a league with no challenge domestically? Mm. Is is that really what he wants, or does he want to come? Do, would he would he really sacrifice the opportunity that will inevitably be there for him to come and manage in the Premier League to go mm. and manage and win a couple more titles at a team which it's basically like men against boys some weeks? Yeah. Yeah. The, that's the that's the good thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, surely, if, if he's got he's anything, of, if he's got anything about him, he, he'll want to he'll want to test himself. Yeah, it? yeah and, and the Premier League is the ultimate test yeah. for that. Chelsea's really. the other team, I think. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Transfer ban hasn't been lifted yet. They're taking it to the next level of arbitration to try and see if they can get it lifted, um, but it isn't at the minute. Sarri has started well, had a bit of a dip in form. Fans didn't like him. This this speculation of Sarri Ball not being out of the line, mm. but he's came good. He's finishing third behind the two best teams of the Premier League era, above yeah, Spurs. You know he's he's came good at yeah. the end. Would they trust him? Is he a manager that has enough experience at the highest level to be trusted when they may not be able to sign anybody for twelve months? Well, if you had the choice between Sarri and Allegri, you you choose Allegri, wouldn't you? I'd choose Allegri over Sarri, but then my other argument would be that. At this point in time, when they could end up with a transfer ban, would you prefer to have a new manager coming in who doesn't know the squad, coming in not being able to sign any of his players between summer, possibly January again, and not for a full year, and possibly take the hit, or stick with Sarri for another year, or maybe longer if he's successful when he knows the players and he has a good handle on them because they've finished third in the league. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if I have a pound on it, I'm. I'm going to go for PSG. So, they they at, even, mm. so they're going to get rid of Tuchel yeah. after he signed the contract extension? That yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. pay him out. Well, that's the reason why Mourinho was in down mm. when we mentioned him a few weeks ago. Would yeah. Mourinho go there? Yes, he'd have mm. loads of money, but they, they just extended Tuchel's contract. Know, it, it's, and then there's still the thing up in the air of Munich are managed by Kovac, yeah. who's won the league when they've got so much money pumped into the team mm, and let's be, honest, Alec- Alec- let's be honest they're scraping by yeah. with the league when really they shouldn't be mm. yeah Allegri might be a good fit there actually be a better fit I think than Mourinho and then obviously how long is Zidane actually going to bother to decide to take his take his next trip in Madrid because mm. yeah. Allegri would probably be good there as well that's true that's true and so, there's doubts about Valverde Barcelona it's all the top teams there's always doubts at the end of the season and so I think that was actually a Mourinho minute it was a Mourinho base. minute on Mourinho yeah on the basis six minutes on we did an Allegri seven minutes we did exactly right so, uh, it's interesting but it, yeah. it, no it is well, interesting it's topical, it's it's topical and there's, there's speculation of who's going to replace him there so uh, again it'll be stuff we can talk about in the uh, next week's podcast if news has come out by then but more than likely not Right, well, we're coming up to the end of the podcast, so we have our uh, normal quote, and uh, as you know, we've moved over from the big short to uh, Moneyball, 
And so, uh, yeah, what have we had uh, this week? Chelsea's been out there and found the quote. So what have we got this week, Chelsea? Yeah, well, I picked this one because I knew that we were focusing on um, artificial intelligence in football. So, Jack, you can have the honours. Okay, well, uh, it's about getting things down to one number, using the stats. We... we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I've done a Steve let's I've done some, a Steve let's get some artificial intelligence on this here we go what we get the rule what we don't want is we don't, if artificial intelligence is supposed to yeah. mimic yeah, yeah we don't want it to mimic me we don't want it to mimic me Okay, sorry about that. I, I stopped the tape because uh, there was an expletive came in, and I uh, I thought we need to uh, cut it out. But apparently, they use an e or something. So an expletive an ex- from who? From you. Uh, thank you. It was. I, t- I do. I got excited about robots. So uh, anyway, Jack, what were you saying? <laughs> I'll, I'll do the quote again. Go on. Uh, yeah, Go on so yeah. It's about getting things down to one number. Using stats the way we read them, we'll find value in players that nobody else can see. Perfect. Great. What, what sort of? <laughs> got there in the end. Oh, I got there in the end. I mean, after obviously all the talk about Steve getting excited about robots. Yeah. I, which worries us. <laughs> well, it does yeah. worry us. Yeah. Well, on we that need note. to keep him on topic. On that know, note. AI in football. Exactly right. We'll talk more. We will talk more about it. The robots are going to be around. So, guys, that's great. We uh, we've had a long, uh, yeah, long, interesting uh, topic on uh, AI and. Uh, Obviously, what, is, what else is going on in the football world? But we'll be back our normal time next week on the Friday. And um, usual thing, whatever you're doing uh, this weekend, uh, football's coming to close. There's a few, obviously, playoff finals coming here in, in, in England. I think and, you'll uh, think you'll find there's the FA Cup Oh, there is an FA Cup, of course. The uh, Watford and... Uh, who's that other team? Uh, Chelsea? Manchester United. Oh, Manchester City. Of course. City are there with Watford. Come on, Watford. So, uh, good stuff. Have a great weekend, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll be on next week. Take care.